Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Heroes 3 Podcasts on all three of them. And this week, we are excited to return from our break for January and the holidays and everything with a all-time classic, even outside of our, our kung fu cinema kind of niche, and that is 1978's Drunken Master, yeah. directed by the legendary Yoon Woo Ping. And starring the even more legendary Jackie Chan, alongside a ton of favorites we have from uh, many previous episodes. And this is a coming full circle moment for the podcast, too. Cause I feel the same, yeah. Our very sure. first film subject was, you'd have to call it the companion film to Drunken Master, which was Snake and Eagle's Shadow. And um, Yeah. yeah but it's funny yeah, you before... can't talk about one with, without talking about the other. Mm. Before we started rolling, I said to, to Marty that... Snake in the Eagle Shadow and Drunken Master, kind of, this is a comparison for a very specific person. It kind of feels like uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, where it's like, it's all the same, like, elements and all the same, like, pieces. I so love that. Like, the same assets. Um, the same assets, basically, but it's a, a different, different story. story. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, totally. But it's like lo- a ton of the same yeah. actors and uh, like a lot of the same kind of beats. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I, and in some ways it puts into focus maybe what's distinct about the movies because, uh, you know, we are seeing the same faces. There's a similar sensibility with the action and the comedy and the sort of bullet points emotionally, I guess, of the story are somewhat similar. But I'd say the the biggest contrast is really the depiction of the central character of Jackie's character Mm. in snake in the Eagle's shadow. He's this kind of Cinderella down on his luck orphan boy. Who's kind of, um, yeah, he's the whipping boy basically at this Kung Fu school and he doesn't really have much skill and he's befriended by this old man and, through their adventures together, he kind of grows in his Kung Fu skills. And here we've got this character that starts incredibly cocky and confident. And the lesson that he needs to learn is, you know, humility. And he learns that <laughs> from an old man character as well. But the real mm-hmm. kicker and part of what made this movie such a huge hit, uh, even a bigger hit than Snake and Eagle Shadow, which we mentioned made a big splash at the time, is that Jackie is playing the legendary character of Wong Fei Hong, who we've talked about a lot on the mm-hmm. podcast. And this was revolutionary because we are not seeing a Wong Fei Hong of Quan Ta King, um, you know, a, a very respectable, almost Confucius like individual. <laughs> this is <laughs> like we're saying, this is this rascal, this sort of brat of a kid. Um, and it's really, a. It, I don't know if it comes across um, to sort of, 
outside audiences, but it's really a bold move. Um, probably the boldest thing that the that this movie's doing. I think it's yeah, it's really cool because um, Snake in the Ego Shadow obviously was such a breakout hit for uh, Jackie and Yong Wuping, right? So um, yeah, how do sure. you how do you follow up something like that? And it's like one, it's like all right, let's do this again because it was successful. But <laughs> instead of just just literally just doing that they're like we're actually gonna take this character that everybody sees in a certain way and we're gonna add our what what was successful from snake and the eagle's shadow and we're gonna add that to this character that people are already expecting a certain way and i think that's part of the reason why it wasn't kind of just like a more of the same which honestly if if he did do more of the same and it wasn't taking on wang fei hung it would have probably been cool, but not as legendary as what we ended up with, with Drunken Master. Right. Yeah. There are almost two branches that come out of Drunken Master um, and both really changed the Hong Kong movie scene for quite a while. One was the drunken boxing, um, Mm -hmm. which is probably maybe the most sort of uh, well-known and obvious. Uh, But the other is that we're playing with the legendary character of Wong Fei-Hung. And uh, we've already covered (laughs) some of the movies that uh, follow um, in the wake of this and play in that space. You know, Magnificent Butcher is really a very direct follow-up to that. It's sort of like Mm -hmm. um, Sammo Hung's Drunken Master in a way, and it's still playing in the world of Wong Fei-Hung and Po Chi Lam. And it was originally going to be So Hot Yi, as we talked about, um, but that's with a a student and friend of uh, Wong Fei-Hung's. And that influence lasts even into the 90s with the Once Upon a Time in China films. And yeah, it's really uh, so much can be traced back to... uh, yeah, to this movie and by extension to this pair of this pair of movies. And it's such an interesting story. Uh, we talked about it on our very first episode, but uh, Ng Si-Yuan, the producer and the head of seasonal films, he was able to loan out Jackie from Lo Wei, um, which didn't seem like a risk for Lo Wei because he had been trying to use mm. Jackie in these movies and they'd been flopping. Mm. Um, yeah. Snake in, the, Snake in the Eagle's Shadow is the smash hit, so Jackie was more expensive to loan for this mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after that, Jackie kind of went, uh, he had one more film, I believe, to finish up with Lo Wei, and then he kind of went on his own, uh, directed his own film, The Fearless Hyena. Fearless Hyena. And then um, then he went to Golden, Golden Harvest, and the rest is, uh, yeah, the mm-hmm. rest is history. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, interesting that this is a another, it's a seasonal film, which we haven't done too terribly many of because they were definitely not as not as massive as something like Shaw Brothers was. Yeah, and a lot in, of an independent movie are, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and a lot of those classics that we we talked about with uh, with the or the big three of uh, Jackie Samo and uh, Yuen Bu are all uh, Golden Harvest. Yeah, for sure. And one of the big differences um, when you know, say, watching a seasonal film of this era versus a golden harvest or Shaw brothers is we're on very few sets or sound stages. I mm-hmm. actually, I don't know if there are any sound stages in drunken master. Even the shack stuff was a shack that was actually built. And mm-hmm. I guess it got uh, damaged by weather and had to be rebuilt. Um, and then they're just kind of finding locations around Hong Kong and uh, around Macau um, and so Which it's, it's ironic because yeah. I think that makes this look even better than some of those. Yeah, yeah, movies. doesn't it? And we've been watching like, this really cool um, 
really beautiful HD remaster. So the movie looks yes. great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have seen some videos on YouTube where um, people visit the locations that were they were oh, shot in. So, so awesome. seeing how they've changed over the years is kind of cool. And uh, we can link to those on the blog post. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of charm, especially since I I mean, for us, uh, Snake in the Eagle Shadow kind of like put this magical spell on us because we started <laughs> yeah, the show totally. with this. And, <laughs> yeah, it, um, it got us together, really. In- yep. Mm-hmm. And, and seeing this film and kind of having that same visual style, this kind of rundown look to everything in the background actually is kind of charming to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Um, and it's also worth noting that this is the first of our, we're going to do a new arc all about uh, drunken style mm. movies, I guess. The the drunken arc. We're going to take a look at this and uh, and uh, what are the other ones doing? I know we're, we're going to finish this up with uh, Drunken Master 2. Uh, yeah. That's the only, that's the only totally. way we could do it. But. So the um, it's funny, in between Snake and the Eagle Shadow and Drunken Master, there were already some imitator films that were rushed into production kind of on the heels of this new what's arguably new uh, kung fu comedy approach uh but once drunken master hit the theaters then the imitators were all about drunken this drunken that um so there's almost countless amount of uh drunken imitators but we're going to focus on a batch of films that can lay some kind of claim to be part part of like an official um thread of films so uh we'll follow it up with uh, what what was considered the seasonal film's official sequel. Um, although, as we mentioned, Jackie Chan did not work with uh, seasonal films after this movie. And then we have another sort of uh, fun transition film, and then we'll close by bringing Mr. Jackie Chan back. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. What are you guys drinking right now? <laughs> I was literally about to say, I actually... I um. I have a uh, a bottle of mead that a uh, friend of ours oh, uh, wow. got. There's actually a place that makes mead, like like wine out of out of like honey. Uh, oh, there's a meadery cool. that is literally a down meadery. the street from us. Yeah, dude, that's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm drinking the. Uh, I I just have the beverage that they actually used in the the wine <laughs> scenes, which is just good old water. water. Yeah. How about you, Carlos? <laughs> I've got a Modelo in my hand right now. Oh, man. Oh, dude, I'm so lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Oh, There's nice. the Foley work Gosh, of I, it, too. <laughs> more than I thought I was going to. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's interesting, too, because in the movie, the they refer to it as wine a lot in the movie, but a lot of right. times what they're actually saying is baiju, and uh, baiju is like a specific type, like or not specific. It's like a, it's a type of alcohol that is made out of uh, rice, and apparently tastes more right. like whiskey than it tastes like wine, according Whoa. to stuff I read online. Interesting, yeah, good, um, good catch. And there's also a wine at the very end of the movie um <laughs> that it, i i like what they call it in the dub but it actually translates to three penis wine yeah and it supposedly oh. had uh three penises of uh, seal penises that were oh, yeah some like, i yeah i did a little bit of homework on that too fertility or something is y- that what yeah, yeah sure kind of gets your juices flowing i guess um, so 
<laughs> I've also seen it's like three different types of animals that they include in that. Oh, and gotcha. I think you can still find it in some places, but uh, yeah. So the, the potency of that uh, wine at the end of the film is pretty important to the fight, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I like that the, you don't really bother translating that in the last 10 minutes. I think that he just calls it white lightning. Which um, is great also. I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah, also, really we should good. say uh, we're watching a version where we can listen to the original uh, English dub, which mm-hmm. th- oh, it's so good. might be my favorite oh. thing about this movie. I, we could probably fill the whole episode just with lines <laughs> from the dub. Just it's... dumb quotes from it. <laughs> mm. Hey, old feller, how dare you butt in? Now you watch this. What's this jump? Oh, yeah, so it's uh, for me. Snake in the Eagle Shadow is like the perfect uh, kung fu comedy, and the voice cast is also like perfectly to type. But yeah. Drunken Master has this weird thing where um, who's cast on which part is really kind of surprising and sort of weird, and it's <laughs> it's just like a super kooky thing. Like the lead voice is the voice that. Um, that uh, portrayed the Dean Sheck character in Snake in the Eagle Shadow, and he's playing right. Wong Feihong or Freddie Wong, as it said. Freddie Wong, dub. that made mm-hmm. me laugh. And then Robert we had Wong. just the the voice for uh, Beggar So or Sam the Seed, as he's known in the English dub. Mm. It he man, he goes for such an interesting choice. It's this really slurred voice that's mm-hmm. like really tired, and um, <laughs> yeah, it's. The dub is the dub just goes for it, and it's mm-hmm. it's I, I was, amazing. I was thinking it was like they're like this guy's the drunken master, so you have to sound a little slurry when you're doing his lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> Me? Well, the sky is my roof, and the ground is my bed. Yeah, for sure. It's so, and it's actually a really cool fit for um, Simon Yun uh, or Yun Su Tin's acting, which is phenomenal mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah, it's good to remember that he is the title character. He is the drunken master, right? And a lot of the imitations, and you know, they they really fetched him for a lot of these roles. So you you can find a handful of films, and I mean, you can argue that that's what contributed to his health and the final years of his life. Um, But uh, seeing him on screen and just kind of, I don't know, he just steals the show really when anytime they use him in a, in a role, it's always worth watching. So yeah, totally. But he's, yeah, yeah. he's never as good as he is when working with his, his sons. Exactly. And it's like, Yun Wuping knows how to get the best out of him, Mm -hmm. not just physically, but also in terms of acting, it's like a really restrained, and kind of beautiful performance. Um, yeah, and in this movie, one of the things I was kind of surprised about seeing revisiting this film was that I was expecting to see a lot of doubling for him in sequences. And um, there's he actually does a lot of work in uh, some of the fight scenes. Yeah, like, there's some great flips, like in the woods yeah. when they first get to the woods. And this is yeah, prob- for me, this is the last great um, Yun Tzu Tin performance physical performance because even mm-hmm. in dance of the drunk mantis uh brandy yun is is doubling him a lot more than what we see here right um, right right i totally agree well i think we should probably dive into the movie itself now but first let's take a quick look at the back of the vhs 
Wong Fei Hung is a name that many know, a legend in the martial arts world and master of the Hungar Fist. As a doctor, he cared for the people of Foshan through his Pochilam clinic. Tiger after the Ten Tigers of Canton, his name has commanded respect for over 100 years. Now, in the year 1978, all that history gets turned on its head in Drunken Master. Young Freddie Wong is a braggadocious student of his father Robert Wong's martial arts school. Time after time, he gets into mischief in town. The troublemaking takes its toll, and Robert Wong sentences his son to train with Sam the Seed, an old beggar that is known to cripple his students. Daily training whittles away at Freddy, and an eye-opening encounter with a killer for hire pushes him to attain the secret of the Drunken Eight Immortals' Fist, a deceptive and deadly art fueled by wine. Can Freddy master all eight drunken gods in time to save his father from the same assassin that showed him how weak he is? Jackie Chan and Yun Wu Ping join forces once again with a new take on the story of Wong Fei Hung, Drunken Master. So similar to Snake in the Eagle's Shadow, this movie has a whole lot of music that's just straight up lifted from <laughs> oh, right, movies right. and things. Yeah, Although very similar kind of music too. Yeah, and but it's not it's not quite as obvious though because Snake in the Eagle's Shadow it's like literally like stuff from Star Wars and <laughs> things like <laughs> right, that. Right. So this one's a little more a little more uh, underground with a couple of the choices. But it was fun going through and with the different, uh, like, whenever there was a sting where I thought, okay, that's probably not made for this movie, trying to get uh, Shazam, the app, to to tell what the song was. And I oh, actually wow. was... How successful is that? I was actually dude. able to get one of them. Uh, some of oh, them, uh, Carlos already uh, showed, uh, was mm-hmm. able to find on his own. But one that I didn't was in this very first scene, we see... Uh, Huang Zhongli, who we've seen well, in Stang in the Shadow, but also in a million other things. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he, he's like this assassin and has like a, I guess like a dead drop kind of thing where yeah, like he opens totally. his chest and has the, the people that he has to, his targets. Um, but whenever it does the zoom in of him ripping the piece of paper, there's this big sting. And it's actually from a Jerry Fielding score called The Gauntlet that came out in 1977. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. That would have been pretty fresh. Literally never heard of it, but it's a crappy Clint Eastwood movie from the 70s. Which oh man! I have, I have a feeling that friend of the show Alex Hawking could probably tell us all about. <laughs> oh, it, dude. it just nice. it just oh, strikes me so. as that kind of movie. <laughs> and that that feels like a sting that you encounter a lot in this uh, in this era of kung fu. Yeah, so I won't be shocked if it's if we, we oh, encounter awesome. it again. That's yeah, so lo- funny that you said that you were using Shazam because I totally did that too. Like a couple, <laughs> oh, awesome. a couple of my pulls, I was like using Shazam to find, and I was, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of successful with that. It's really surprising. Some of them actually, you can tell that other people have been trying to do this because they'll show you like when other people have like Shazam something, and um, one of them, the pull was literally like Drunken Master, and it was like James Wong or something. Like it was like this default like shazam grab and i was like damn that doesn't tell me anything but i like that other people were doing it yeah oh cool yeah Yeah, that's great yeah i i don't believe there's any original music um i yeah i agree i don't i don't don't think so and i mean this is something we've talked about before if there 
uh, often if there is a credit for music, it's it's more akin to like a music supervisor or something. Yeah, and uh, the same person that worked on the music from uh, Snake in the Eagle's Shadow worked on this film as well. Um, Stanley Chow Fuk Long is the composer listed. Nice. And we also, uh, I suppose we're kind of watching some <laughs> things out of order, uh, but we have the classic theme yeah. associated with Wong Fei Hung under the mm. general's orders. And mm-hmm. that um, actually won't get ahead of ourselves here. I, I did mm-hmm. just want to mention, uh, I love uh, Huang Zhang Li's look in this movie. Uh, yes. mm-hmm. Even though we're going for this period kind of thing overall. He's so 70s. He, yeah, it's just oh, like I love how 70s his look is. <laughs> 70s. And then again, the dub, the voice for him is just so wrong <laughs> in the best way. Are you the exponent of the four-door fist style, Charlie Way? Of the, I, I can't even do it right. It's so good. Uh, oh man! But yeah, so we so we cut from his sort of dead drop secret uh, layer uh, to this kind of open field location that we've seen in other kung fu films. Uh, beautiful mm-hmm. vista in the background, and we see uh, Yun Shun Yi or Sunny Yun, as he's sometimes known, um, younger brother mm-hmm. to Yun Wu Ping. Um, nice. And uh, yeah, so he gets to he gets to share the uh, the opening fight with Huang Zhangli, and this is awesome. We've got the credits <laughs> um, over top uh, most of this, and um, it's yeah, this is just a great sequence. It's great, yeah, it's really great. Um, I love that Yun Shunyi's character is like the master of the four door fist, yeah. which is <laughs> such a cool style to think about. What? How do you even? How do you even come ac- across that title for your style? <laughs> mm. yeah, Huang Zhang so Li, good. of course, his his whole thing is is kicks, and so the character he plays is called they call him what Thunderfoot in the Thunderfoot. Dub. Yeah, Thunderfoot's a good name. Some of the names oh, of the dub so are good. like that's kind of dumb, but Thunderfoot's a good name. <laughs> it's, it's great. So good. Yeah, I think there's a character in, in Warcraft named Thunderfoot. I wouldn't Dude, be surprised. It could be inspired by this. I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked. They're inspired by a lot of yeah. uh, old and movies and that. Supposedly, um, our boy uh, Roy Haran was on set while they were uh, putting together this opening sequence, and oh. he, fam- he famously played the uh, the missionary priest slash Jesus slash spy and Snake in the Eagle's <laughs> Shadow. And I guess it was his idea to suggest the kind of finishing kick. Um, mm that uh leads to this like freeze frame and the title and the one good freeze frame it's yeah this is classic man it's a it's a better freeze frame than the freeze frame at the actual end of the movie i'd say (laughs) (laughs) can't argue with that yeah Mm -hmm. he's and if you haven't seen snake in the shadow you should check it out it's a good movie and it's very very easy to find on you know not the most legit of websites but You've probably, if you've seen a gif from an old kung fu movie of white guy getting hit in the balls, that's, <laughs> that's that guy. That's from it. Maybe this is getting ahead of things, and I so love that we're covering Drunken Master, but for me, it's no matter how many times I watch it, uh, Snake in the Eagle Shadow is my is my favorite of the two. Um, I'm glad that there's such a reputation yeah. around Drunken Master, mm-hmm. and I do think it's, uh, you know, it deserves that reputation, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, two there's great, no, two great movies. There's no uh, John McCall, uh, Jean Michel Jarre, however you say that French guy's name, but the yeah, electronic yeah. music that we use for the credits for all of our episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. No music, none of that in this. That there is, that is a little missed, but 
yeah they do play it a little bit yeah. safer with the scoring in this film mm-hmm. and since you mentioned snake and the eagle shadow the like the comparable intro scene from that uh, instead of Yun Shen Yi, we have Har Kong Fung. So we actually don't yeah. get to see Har Kong Fung in this film. So, yeah, um, it's, it is a shame. We do have Tina Wong playing a character that yeah. would have, I'm sure, been played by Har Kong Fung. Oh, the, totally. Um, yeah, you're dimension. totally right. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tina Wong's great in this. So, yeah, after the, um, the opening fight that we talked about, we cut to a Kung Fu school. And we might think that this is Po Chi Lam, but uh, the sign actually just labels it. I think it's just Wong Kei Ying's martial arts school. And yeah, um, we've talked about, I believe we've talked about Wong Kei Ying before. Um, Historically, the father of Wong Fei Hung in the dub, Robert Wong is um, the name that they they give to him. Um, And I guess this, uh, this interior was shot in Macau. Uh, and then the exterior of this building, we see a little bit later um, when Wong Fei Hung has to do that uh, that extended uh, horse stance. That's also in in Macau. But uh, yeah, really cool shot of this uh, kung fu school and all this great seventies seventies hair that all our guys are. are and and uh, we get to we get to see Dean more, Sheck again. Yeah, more importantly, <laughs> yeah, totally. we get some Dean Sheck now. <laughs> Yeah, we don't get as much Sheck as we did in Snake. Um, and who knows? That could be for for the best. Uh, although I love I love him in Snake and Eagle Shadow. But oh, he's yeah, great. he's rocking his mole, the, um, very hairy mole that he has a lot of fun playing with. Um, yeah, it's never enough to just have it. You have to always be touching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, totally. And like pulling like the hair off of it, like you're stroking a goatee. <laughs> right. Jeez, God. so yeah. gross. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, he's he's basically trying to have these students go through the forms, um, and right away we can see that Wong Fei Hong or Freddie Wong is yeah he's a little bit of a rascal. He's kind of pulling faces behind the teacher's back, and he's goofing around with his friends trying to get him to throw him almonds or something. Um, <laughs> I can't can't tell. What I don't know, anyways. but but yeah, it all messes around with him, and that's what leads to their their little yeah. fight. And Which his friend is, is played by uh, Max Lee, and he's got these spots on his face. Um, he's yeah, he's great. Oh yeah, he's he rules. <laughs> but that leads to this first this first fight, which is it's funny because the first the very first fight we see in the movie is very serious with the with the opening credits going, and this is definitely a lot more silly, a lot more like antics going on with like you know stealing his hat and like spinning him around and everything. Yeah, so. totally. And we get some clever we get some clever beats here. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, Dean Sheck isn't famous as a as a martial artist. Uh, it does, I think, show the ingenuity of uh, Yun Wuping and Xu Xia and the whole stunt team for being able to, and Jackie being able to devise these uh, these sequences. Um, but yeah, like we said, this is uh, a characterization of Wang Fei Hong that's ex- yeah extremely overconfident. Uh, and seemingly has you know no respect for his elders, which is pretty daring to kind of give your audience that. Where it, it seems like you know Wang Fei Hung has this long kind of legacy of being like this kind of stoic, kind of heroic figure mm-hmm. to to be daring enough to say, hey, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna totally flip this, and the audience is gonna love it. Which is like it could could have totally blown up in their face. Yeah. Like what what's going on here? Because I I think like. Um, well, okay, we have Marshall Club, so that's Gordon Liu. He played Wong Fei Hong, I think, in Challenge of the Masters, which yeah, is around right. this time. And I think those... It's a little before I, this, yeah. 
Okay, yeah, and I I think that's more of a kind of your serious, more serious take on it. And um, in Marshall Club, he's kind of a troublemaker too, but that was definitely in response to this film. Right, right. Yeah, and I suppose it, I imagine at the time it sort of felt like a, like this modern twist on history. Um, this really feels like we're in kind of an anachronistic past, which is, yeah. I think, part of the the hook of it, really. Hmm. I do really like the next scene after this, uh, where yeah. they're all they're so all hanging like, out. He's with his boys, and <laughs> yep. um, yeah, we see a couple of the characters. Actually, he's usually in the right side of the screen is Brandy Yuan. Brandy, who, and he doubles. Um, you know, for the longest time, I thought he was a biological son of Yun Suten, but it's the kind mm. of thing like uh, Yun Biu, where he, as an honorific, he took the name of uh, Simon. Um, having studied under him, okay, cool. uh, but but yeah, he was he was part of the Yun clan like into mm. the eighties, and then at a certain point, uh, you don't really see him involved in any of their uh, their productions. Like once you mm. get into the nineties, and I actually would say like any shot with that group, do yourself a favor and just watch him the whole time because <laughs> his his acting is great. He's like really like uh, he's really hamming it up, and there's yeah, like um, totally. the the bit when uh Wong Fei Hung leaves to kind of mess around with this girl and yeah. then uh Brandy and Max have a little back and forth he's saying like oh I should try this trick on your sister and Brandy's like what and he like points at himself <laughs> like right before that shot cuts away you see him start to crack like he wants to laugh <laughs> it's he's like so... the Jimmy Fallon of the <laughs> yeah group. it's yeah. really funny it's really funny but yeah I I love seeing him in the film. He's great every time he's on camera. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, then we have this bit of business where it's like, oh, I bet you can't get that girl or whatever um, who's played by uh, Tong Jing, who's actually appears in a couple other Yun Ping movies. I think we've encountered, yeah, in Magnificent Butcher. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah, I think she was in Magnificent Butcher. Yeah, there's there's a lot of overlap with this. and the Actually, it's funny. There's a lot of overlap with this and the first three movies that we did. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, Dreadnought as well. Actually, Dreadnought's Dreadnought's like this weird linchpin. I feel like every single, like almost every actor we've seen in these old Hong Kong movies was in Dreadnought at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that too because it's also we're in it's like a Golden Harvest production at that point. Um, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Chung Fat's in there too. He's always great. Yeah, totally. Um, mm. And so yeah, so Wong Fei Hung goes over to this girl and it's basically he doesn't really have any game he's just playing these tricks right away he's like oh there's something in my eye can you blow yeah. on it and you know turns his face to get a kiss on the yeah. cheek yeah so it's, it's very, like it's very innocent yeah, antics he's a real player mm-hmm. um <laughs> and then he kind of scares her with the snake and she jumps into his arms and then and, and then this yeah, girl's oh, mom dude, it all pays off just oh it's yeah. so good she walks in she's uh played by linda lin ying which i was sad to see that she isn't in as many things as i would like because she's she'll be oh, in our follow-up movie yeah you'll see really more of her part, very soon which is awesome. yeah that's good. i'm very excited for that uh, but she's amazing like she does yeah. some incredible stuff in the scene lots of like these incredible like splits and and kicks and yeah, I think this is kind of the most happening action scene 
thus far. Um, mm. And she has uh, this Peking opera background, and it really shows. Oh, she yeah, and Jackie it shows. have this great chemistry in the fight. There's this one sequence towards the end where she's doing this like cartwheel, lands in a splits, and oh, gets herself back amazing. up. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. So Jeff. Oh, my gosh. Like, whenever, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's right. I need to make gifts for this episode because <laughs> yeah, that totally. one is amazing. Yeah, Again, most I mean, of this the is, time when she's fighting, she's on one leg. <laughs> right. I mean, this will be a theme throughout the whole movie, but, um, and really across Yuan Wuping's career, it's one of the things he's just so great at, um, among a whole host of skills, is knowing how to flatter performers. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's really getting the most out of everyone. And he's, I mean, you believe it that she can just like whoop Jackie Chan in this scene. And this is also, yeah, a big difference between Snake and the Eagle's Shadow, um, where uh, the character there was kind of a whipping boy from the beginning. Uh, we can tell that Wong Fei Hong is, he knows his Kung Fu, um, mm. but he's still, there's still plenty to learn. Yeah. yeah, he's got this kind of youth, like hot bloodedness that really kind of blows up in his face over and over. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone, quick editor's note. For the rest of the podcast, this is actually a different recording. Something weird happened with the audio for the first part, and I was only able to get the the section that you just heard. So the rest of the podcast is going to sound just a tiny bit different. So just give me a heads up. So after Jackie gets beat up, uh, he he kind of runs back into town, and that's where we kind of – this. I was thinking about it. We've talked before about how these games kind of feel like video game movies. <laughs> Even movie more so feels... because you said game. <laughs> oh. oh, damn it. Did I? Yeah, I love oh. it. <laughs> no, dude, the association I had, I had game so on deep. the mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. In the movie. Anyways, but this movie feels kind of like a fighting game because like there's a bunch of like characters that he fights in like different locales. And it's not like a beat em up where he just beats tons of dudes. He beats like a bunch of like very unique, distinctive people with like Yeah, that's a really good point. Everything. Yeah, each of these uh foes has a really distinct personality, on screen appearance, uh nickname, fighting style, everything. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. I like that too. Yeah, yeah, that's a really nice pull. And so yeah, our and next the, our next our opponent next kind of, walks in. Yeah. Um yeah, this is the kind of role that Har Kong Fun would have played if he were in the movie. Yeah, I know. Mm, um totally. but Tino Wong is like he's is even wearing like the same this. outfit and has the same like hairstyle that yeah, Har Kong Fun would sure. have been a- So he has a birdcage in one hand and a cigarette in the other, and this mm. uh yeah, sort of faithful lackey to his side. And um yeah, Carlos, why don't you tell us about <laughs> the first thing we see this character uh, doing, which is super special. Yeah, really get, a great way to punctuate uh, a villain is to pick on some kind of lowly uh, village uh, merchant. And who do we have here but none other than uh, Yung Wuping himself, uh, <laughs> his cameo in this film. He's yeah, just his kind of Hitchcock like his... moment. This is, this yeah, is so great. Yeah, totally. And I He's love that like he, he depicts himself as someone that knows nothing about uh, fighting <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he bumps so into Tino Wong and quickly, not only does he get whooped, but he loses all of his produce that you can imagine are pretty precious resources for a lowly uh, merchant in town. Mm-hmm. It's funny saying this, given that he doesn't exactly look young here, but it's weird seeing how young Goon Wuping looks in this Yeah, scene. no, totally. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to seeing him in his cameos in some like later 80s and 90s movies where he's a good bit older. Or something like nowadays where you're just used to seeing him with a baseball cap on all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. 
But um, yeah, this this uh, uh, encounter leads to an even uh, more fearsome encounter. So Tino Wong is obviously a bully in town, and he hustles an old man out of his uh, precious jade. And um, this eventually leads this old man to Wong Fei Hung, and Wong Fei Hung's kind of steaming from his loss to uh, Linda just a little while ago, and he takes all of his aggression out on tino wong here and it's yeah, totally. such a great encounter it's it's so <laughs> cool when he first steps in it's might be my favorite dub line from the movie he steps in he says this up shithead who's a shithead you are so clever oh, dude it's so uh, it's so good <laughs> and this the the dialogue in this movie kind of like in the dub has just so much like unnecessary cursing. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. This is one of probably the most uh, beloved of the English dubs. Um, if you're kind of talking to some of the old Kung Fu fans and uh, what's a real shame is that it's commercially basically unavailable. Uh, there's a cool project we've maybe alluded to in the past Hong Kong rescue that tries to, put together kind of the best commercially available materials into like an ultimate version of a movie. Mm. And um, the only, the only source that they could pull from for this was the old uh, rank video VHS. Um, but yeah, sounds and you good. Can, you can definitely tell because the, the audio for the Chinese is way better than for the English dub. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. There's um so when the there was the Snake and Eagle Shadow and Drunken Master both came on DVD in really nice transfers, these Sony DVDs. It was like the early 2000s, I want to say. And Snake and the Eagle Shadow had the original English dub, but there was this new English dub that was attached to Drunken Master. And it's interesting. It just, yeah, it doesn't have the charm or the mm. profanity of this yeah. dub. But what is, uh, what's, yeah, I always thought kind of puzzling is they retained those names of characters. So there's still Sam the Seed and there's still Freddie Wong as the oh, main huh. character. Yeah, Weird. I feel that I'm pretty fortunate because every time I've seen Drunken Master, actually in the recent years that I've seen it, it's been with this dub that we love so much. I was oh. able to go down to Chicago and see it at the Music Box Theater and... um. Man, yeah, that, that was a really like fun such experience. A cool experience. Wow. Yeah, That's and awesome. I have a Blu-ray set, and I think I want to think of who. I think it's by like Twilight something or other, and it's a double pack with Snake and the Eagle Shadow and Drunken Master, and it has this dub. So I'm I'm pretty lucky. I have I've actually never heard the newer dub. I'm I'm kind of curious just to yeah. hear it, but I feel it's like it's funny. I have a feeling it's probably like technically a better dub, but not as not as much like fun. Yeah, it's or, in like a weird yeah. no man's land where it's not uh, like so modern. I guess dating myself now, it's not like a '90s sounding Jackie Chan dub or something. Mm. Yeah, it's it's sort of hard to hard to place. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of the success, at least in the states, for Drunken Master, it's connected to this dub. You can't separate the you can't separate the two. <laughs> um, but yeah, what I I I, re I really love uh, this sequence, Jackie's fight with Tina Wong. Um, we're starting to see some of the real uh, masterful invention of Yun Wu Ping and his team. The use mm. of the space here, um, and then ultimately the use of 
um, you know, some some weapons and some of the environment. Uh, but as far as the story goes, I I think the scene's really crucial because so far we've seen that Wong Fei Hung in our film is yeah this real rascal uh, doesn't respect authority um, in is maybe kind of a bad kid. I, I think that's the impression we could have. So I like that we see him, um, you know, as like a champion of the downtrodden here and that ba- we're basically saying like his heart is in the right place. He just lacks a lot yeah. of discipline and training. Right. And different from snake in the Eagle's shadow. Um, Wong Fei Hong is a very capable martial artist. Yeah, and, totally. Uh, you, you see him really get the upper hand in this fight. I like, the the sword play in here you do see that i think it's uh yun shun yi that's doubling for a lot of right, tino right. wong's sword play here and um uh i i think the doubling in this film is really well executed oh, yeah. yeah you you if if you're not looking for these things you won't notice it but if you're a, a fan of this stuff and you're paying attention you're almost rewarded from uh seeing these <laughs> yeah it's like, <laughs> a little, it's like a little easter egg yep. yeah there's a there's a fun beat in the fight that actually reminds me of snake in the eagle shadow 2 where um jackie grabs a couple of cucumbers and he's trying <laughs> yeah, to defend against the sword and it's similar to him versus Roy Horan in mm-hmm. Snake and the Eagle Shadow yeah. except that was like a, a stick. Yeah, I, yeah. I, love I, I feel like that happens in a lot of Jackie Chan movies where like he's using something bad as a defense and just keeps getting whittled away. Yeah, and it, it's I think it's interesting too because I mean like we said this is just around the same time as Snake and the Eagle Shadow so mm-hmm. it's like kind of a retread but it's kind of like presented in a new way so it's like really interesting how you know uh they take these ideas but it's still fun to see but it's not like hey we're copying ourselves i i just think it's really cool yeah totally and it's like your comparison i think at the beginning matthew uh ocarina of time and oh and Majora's mask Mask, yeah um (laughs) and really i think if you're just describing the story of these two films uh i don't and someone didn't have the benefit of watching the movies. I don't think whoever you were um, you were telling that story to would necessarily find those two those two things all that similar. Um, yeah. And so I like that. Yeah, we really are kind of going for uh, going for for different things. But what a treat that we have all these folks uh, so on top of their game back to back in these yeah classic productions. After he deals with this kind of ruffian in the in the town he sneaks in he sees that the person that's meeting up with his father is none other than the the woman that he was messing with in the market and the woman that that beat him up and not only that and, but that she's actually his aunt and then yeah the girl he was yeah messing around with is his, <laughs> is his, cousin, his cousin basically yeah yeah luckily things didn't get too crazy <laughs> and yeah, he he walks in, does the whole oh you can't my neck's broken or or whatever I can't see my face whenever it finally gets revealed and his father's like willing to kill him over it. Yeah, I it's love kind that. Of, it's kind well, of it's cool because because yeah. his aunt kind of uh, she takes her sweet time sort of toying with him, uh, maybe to sort of see Wong Fei Hung squirm or something. But yeah, there's a great moment when she finally says, "It was your son, Freddie Wong." Um, <laughs> his dad is just flip of a switch. You're dead to me. Um, <laughs> I've, I've never known you. There's also a really great line in the, um, in the, the Cantonese version, uh, that's subtitled, um, when the aunt is kind of explaining what happened to her daughter. 
Um, Wong Kei Ying says, uh, yeah, but there are many sex maniacs in this village. Um, <laughs> little does he know his yeah. son is, yeah, ranks among them. But, among them. But yeah, just before um, Wong Kei Ying can kind of enact his punishment, uh, the doors to his school fling open. And um, it's none other than probably the most storied uh, character actor in Hong Kong. I think we talked about. I think we talked about him in that anniversary episode, right, Carlos, where we were trying to rank yeah, so who's made the most, I, the most appearances. So, yeah, this is Fung King Man. Um, yeah, I think that, I can't remember if he was, I think Wu Ma was number one oh, in right. our quiz, but uh, Fung King Man was very closely behind him in uh, amount of appearances just over the, the course of our podcast. Uh, and that, that should just tell you how many films he's been yeah. in outside yeah. of that it's just crazy to think about yeah didn't you yeah. see a, ta- According, a tally matthew yep on um on uh hong kong movie database where we is a great resource for everything that we do on this podcast uh it says that he has been in 504 movies 504 <laughs> the Dude, earliest one the earliest one is in 1937 and the latest one is in hang on i think like 90 yeah, 1990. So a long, long and very prolific career. Yeah, can Amazing. you think of doing 504 anything? Like even I, signing I 504 birthday cards or something? Oh, man. That would be, I think if we did this podcast for like 20 years, we'd do 504 episodes. <laughs> like, wow. it's nuts. We'll so get they, there, uh, Yeah, yeah. So now all the players are set to really uh, provide a punishment to Wong Fei Hung. And what uh, Wong Fei Hung's aunt proposes is kind of like a martial arts punishment where he's to allow somebody to um, deal 10 consecutive blows and he can't uh, return an attack. So here you get a really cool uh, fight sequence where uh, Jackie's having to avoid everything. And um, like I said, he's still very capable and uh, his opponent... Seems to be pretty strong, but he can yeah, handle that. And yeah, so here we have Huang Ha, who we've seen in a handful of episodes. So he's been in um, Thirty Six Chamber of Shaolin. We've seen him in yeah, quite um, a lot of the Shaw Brothers movies that we've actually covered. yeah, and uh, a lot of the roles that I think we've seen him in, he hasn't been as much of a martial artist in his role. But I do remember covering him in. Um, encounters of the spooky kind and he had he was in the uh, that amazing final fight against samuel where it's not only he's performing martial arts but he's kind of under this spell so he's having to act at the same time so he's a very competent uh martial artist on screen and you see a lot of that here yeah and he and jackie are great pair in this scene and we should also Mm -hmm. say uh jackie is having to fight this guy because tina wong's character um was brought in on a stretcher with like (laughs) Yeah, Wally Coyote bandages yeah. and everything. It's, it's and Jackie great. Evans like, oh yeah, you'll be the one that beats me up and tries to throw like <laughs> yeah, a hole in his thought. cast yeah. hands. <laughs> kind of a jerk, this this Freddie Wong. So <laughs> yeah, he needs some some teaching. Um, but yeah. yeah, this is a, a great sequence. In some ways, a little more uh, straightforward of a martial arts sequence. But uh, Yun Wu Ping and crew are still finding creative ways to use the environment inside the school here. Um, and I think as we mentioned earlier, the 
this school was uh this is an interior shot in Macau. Um Ooh, this is yeah, the exterior yeah. that we'll see in like the next sequence. Um but yeah, great little device here that uh Wong Fei Hong can't fight back essentially unless until his opponent has hit that um the tenth strike. And luckily his aunt is keeping track. <laughs> yeah, so even uh when he survives that he kinda makes a mocking statement to Huang Ha and then the fight uh proceeds further. And I like here that uh Linda kind of joins in the fight. You know, it's like they understand, all right, you got your chance to prove yourself and now uh now you can fight back. So she's kinda giving them pointers at the same time. Yeah, Pretty we're cool. almost getting a taste of that uh that great sequence towards the beginning of Snake in the Eagle Shadow where uh, Simon Yun is kind of coaching Jackie's character there. Um, and yeah, it, this moment is, is pretty brief here in Drunken Master, but it's, yeah, it's really terrific. And again, um, like we said, if you walk away from this movie wishing that you could see some more Linda Lynn, luckily, um, yeah, the next film in our series is mm-hmm. going to have her in a little more of a spotlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he ends up putting Huang Ha in traction just as Tino Wong was when he showed up, which is pretty hilarious. And there's like <laughs> a comical, almost like a cartoon, like the martial arts school's like, oh, we'll be back, you know, and they all run <laughs> <It's> away. <so> good. <laughs> and there's even like a really funny, like, they, the guys <laughs> are like, holding Tino Wong in traction. And they, and like, they, like, they like hit his, his broken legs against the door. <laughs> yeah, really funny, really funny. Oh, but yeah. um, yeah, Robert Wong still needs to provide a form of punishment. There's to, a great beat uh, though, where um, the actor is like, yeah, impressive Kung Fu, but I'm still going to kill you. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great. So his punishment is uh, to have to hold a horse stance, which I kind of feel probably calls back to some of the punishments that Jackie and his brothers had to deal uh, with in, yeah, in real life at the school at Yu Jim Yun school. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And yeah. this is this is like an iconic uh, moment of the movie. I think the mm-hmm. the poster sort of features uh, Jackie in the horse stance here. At least one of the, the posters does. And uh, yeah, I want to say even the a couple of the VHSs back in the day. And then this exterior. This is actually the exterior in real life, just outside of the the building that we were in. And this is also oh cool, Macau. yeah, nice. And it's beautiful. We've uh, like yeah, for this almost all of this is shot like outside in real locations on a soundstage. Uh, and and so, then this this uh, music cue too is is classic. This pops up in a couple other uh, kung fu <laughs> movies of the era, but it's just yeah, anachronistic and beautiful and yeah. Yeah, I was actually able to find that. That's a track called The Swinging Greek by Johnny Harris. And um, huh. yeah, that was one of my Shazam pulls. Oh, <laughs> very cool. Dude, that's great. <laughs> yeah. We'll add it into the show notes. Yeah, definitely. And I'll, I, I've probably played it at this point, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, we get to see a little more of Dean Sheck in this scene. Mm-hmm. And he's giving Wong Fei Hung a hard time. We should say he has to do the horse dance, but he has teacups on his shoulders and on his head. And there's also like this flaming incense like right under his butt. So he, yeah, he kind of can't, <laughs> can't move. Um, but luckily uh, it's not long before his, uh, his good buddy played by Max Lee comes out and he kind of sneaks a bench to him. <laughs> the, he's positioned at just the, just the right angle where Dean Check's character 
doesn't really realize he's sitting on a bench. But as soon as Wong Ying walks out, he's like, so you've been watching my son, huh? Making sure he's not up to any shenanigans. And um, yeah, great moment of them kicking the bench out. And yeah, yeah <laughs> they show him in an even more precarious position, like with this like this big jug over his neck and he's like oh man he's on these two chairs it <laughs> yeah. that is good. unbelievable <laughs> that's like so crazy <laughs> there's a it's maybe weird to say but i think another of the strengths of uh drunken master is um it's maybe not clear until you watch a lot of other films from this period but a scene like this in uh, one of the sort of also ran or like imitators um, that would soon follow, I feel like would tend to run over long and, you know, overstay its welcome kind of, mm. you, you guys know what I'm saying? It's like, there's, there's yeah, something yeah, about totally, most yeah. of the scenes in this film where they realize where the meat of the scene is yeah, they're real, and then real we kind of, mo- yeah, we move on. Yeah. Get to the punchline and get to the next joke basically. <laughs> so he's with his, uh, a little help from his, his buddy again. He, he's able to, He's able to escape, and I, I guess he's been at it for hours because he's starving, and uh, it makes his way to a, a, a tea house because, yeah, I got to have a tea house scene. Yeah, and the next joke here is great, too. I think this is really fun. So, obviously, he's a young man, and he sees all this food, so he's obviously hungry, and he has to figure out a way to scam his way into a meal. And he finds a empty, well, a table with just one man sitting down, and he's chowing down. And uh, he starts to talk him up, and uh, he ends up ordering so much different food. And um, I was I was thinking about this a bit, and you know, like there's so many anime characters I that was are just literally like literally about to say he's like a shonen protagonist. It's yeah. just like, oh, I love food. <laughs> I think <laughs> there is his face. Yeah, I think there's something to be said about Kung Fu movies' influence on a lot of that material. Oh, yeah. So, like, obviously, Akira Toriyama has been influenced by martial arts films, and um, Dragon Ball was so influential in itself, so you could see that influencing other material. But, yeah, definitely, I can picture Toriyama watching a scene like this mm-hmm. and being like, yeah, that's that's the kind of character that I want to have as my hero so you see him eating so much he's chowing on a huge bowl of noodles he's got chicken he's got wine it's it's really great yeah and i apparently um wong fei hung's character in the cantonese version he's he's speaking this like regional dialect that's the same that's this old guy's dialect that he's trying to kind of butter up oh Um, just another way to chum up to him other little touches and uh that actor is um is terrific. It's uh, what's it? Wang Han Chen, and um, I love how he kind of plays the moment when the moments when Jackie is sitting across from him, but then as soon as Jackie's had his fill and he's he's trying to kind of trick his way into a free meal, obviously, so he gets up under the pretense that oh, I'm gonna go uh, pay for it. Yeah, you just sit right there, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, yeah, as he's leaving, he he tries to say like oh yeah, this guy's gonna pay like pay for me. <laughs> And what's awesome is <laughs> once Jackie's gone, we see uh, Wong Han's reaction. He's like, I'm so sick of this kid. <laughs> yeah, that's um, so good. And so it turns out he's he's basically crossed the worst guy there. Uh, that was actually the <laughs> owner of the restaurant. 
And this, <laughs> the way this comes across is um, the waiter he's trying to talk to is asking him, oh, do you know, you know, do you know who he is? And it turns out this guy is the owner of the restaurant yeah. and the guy he's talking to is his son. Yeah. And, and I love he points to a sign yeah, that says sign pay or die. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> And oh. so he's like, okay, I can, I can take this guy. So he like, there's, that's, I probably make a gif of that where he like opens up his jacket and say his hands on his hips. And that's whenever we get to see uh, Lee Chun-Hua again, who you've seen in, uh, I think we've, we see him in Dreadnought. It was in he, Dreadnought. Yeah. yeah. But he Mousy plays calls him the on. turtle head. <laughs> right. Yeah. Whenever you sort of needed a giant muscly yeah. dude and. In Hong Kong, um, mm, but he, but this dude's. It's Bolo, funny. Whenever I first, as best say, I thought I thought it was. Uh, at first, I was like, "Is that Bolo Yuan?" But no, it's di- different. Super beefy guy from these these kung fu movies. Oh, sure. <laughs> but yeah, and then this is a great little scene. Um, I think the real magic trick of this sequence is uh, you've kind of forgotten about what Wong Kai Ying said, which is, "Oh, there's this guy." In the dub, you know, Sam the Seed or So Hot Ye Beggar So as as we know him to be, that he's going to come and teach you. And you really kind of, with all the antics that are going on in the restaurant, you really sort of forget about it until Jackie's punched against this one table, um, falls into this old man who's seemingly <laughs> passed out drunk. And that's where Simon Yuen, you know, our weed character, the title character of this movie uh, steps in. And mm-hmm. I mean, what this is just. It's just amazing. He said that a lot of this really is Simon Newton doing it too, right? Not as this much. is one of the last films where you really see him doing mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, a lot of the physical performance, particularly in the scene coming up when they run away into the woods. There's some really right. cool uh, flips and somersaults and stuff. Otherwise, and I think we mentioned this, uh, but Brandy Ewan, um does he kind of made a habit of of doing the doubling for him so he you know would put on the the gray wig and and like uh like Yun Chun Yi they're really good whenever they are doubling to kind of hide their face from the camera and of mm-hmm. course you know Yun Wuping is designing those those scenes to to work that way but yeah um Snake and the Eagle Shadow and Drunken Master have some great performances by the by the man himself and We've also talked about how maybe exploited Simon was following the success of these two movies. Um, he was cast in a crazy amount of movies in this two-year period that many believe led to um, his un- his untimely death just in terms of stress and workload and everything. Um, and so, yeah, even in the, f- the following film, Dance of the Drunk Mantis, you're not going to see quite as much uh, physical por- physical uh performing from from him himself but. when you get to see him uh performing here in this film it there there's a there's a real charm to his movement he has this almost casual but focused like form to his martial arts where you can kind of interpret these really cartoony sequences like where he's like in this sequence here he's got like a towel for a lot of the fight and he's whipping everybody there's even a sequence where he's kind of just swinging it around in a circle and his opponent's just kind of getting hit over and over and over just like uh you'd imagine a cartoon character (laughs) yeah it's great and yeah we should talk about the characterization of so hot e well, you should probably talk about Carlos because you've actually like cosplayed as Beggar So for <laughs> Halloween. <right>? Yeah, <laughs> right. It, um, the, that was for like a Halloween. It was like a a Halloween. It was like a costume 
wedding reception actually <laughs> huh. Dude, yeah that's so, so cool. uh, i had a lot of fun doing that and i think the costume came together really well um but yeah he's just i don't know he's just this little guy like he's got wisdom but he's also really wily at the same time yeah. it's and this kind it's of signature like, red nose that uh, mm-hmm. kind of lets you know he's perpetually drunk um at first, but it seems like the movie's like, just going to play a, kind of a joke with how drunk he is, but it really, it sort of gets into um, his alcoholism in a way. Yeah, which uh, I yeah, was kind of shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do end up escaping this little ordeal and make their way out into the forest, and um, they start to have a conversation. This and is it's, classic, man. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's a guy Over, with, that na- with, with just that name. Who is, yeah, who he's I'm, like, that's my name. He's like, he's some creep called Sam Seed. My dad told him to fix me. You're scared of him, eh? Scared of that creep? When Wong Fei-Hung realizes who he's talking to, he immediately has to escape. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, this, what follows this leads is... to another one of the like classic images of the movie, which yeah. um, is uh beggar. So on Wong Fei Hong's shoulders. Um, and actually mm-hmm. now come to think of it, I think the poster kind of combines this image and the horse stance. So I think Wong Fei Hong's doing the horse stance, <laughs> but then uh beggar. So's on top of, on top of his shoulders, like in mm-hmm. the scene. The setting here is a lot of fun, too. It's like this kind of open area in the middle of a forest. It kind of has this Yeah, these woods. Apparently, they're called the Heroes Woods, and they're in uh, Sai Kung in the, the new territories oh. in Hong Kong. There's one shot really, where, you can, it, it, where you can see him run away. Of, uh, it reminds me a lot of some some places in the Savannah or Georgia where I grew up. There's oh, places awesome. that look kind of like this. Well, and actually, need I need to start the shooting podcast. some kung fu movies there. <laughs> I mentioned on the podcast before that's actually... Um, uh, Southern Georgia actually has a pretty similar climate to um, to like Hong Kong and that part of mm. China. So like there's like invasive species from there that are, that are uh, from China that are in Georgia. Dude, Whoa, that's awesome. crazy. My, my dad is a forester. So, <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is definitely a classic sequence of the movie and of Kung Fu comedy in, in general. Mm. So now he, he finally gets back to beggar. So's uh, little, little hut thingy i guess he's kind of he's kind of has like a hermit kind of vibe to yeah. it where he's kind of like and this location this house uh you're watching this for the first time it's like okay yeah here's this little shack but for kung fu fans this this almost becomes like a sacred location you see this house in in quite a few movies actually um <laughs> and apparently in the making of drunken master um there was severe enough weather that this shack uh, came down and had to be rebuilt uh, during the middle of the during the middle of the movie. Oh, um, but yeah, I love this this stretch of the film. Basically, we have Wong Fei Hung under the tutelage of of So Ha E, and yeah, it just leads to a lot of ingenious scenarios. Of uh, first, I love the the yeah the first evening of the training when you see Wong Fei Hung try to escape, and the way that Yuan Wu Ping kind of frames this. Uh, you don't really, <laughs> you don't really realize what's going on until the last minute. So Wong Fei Hung's trying to tiptoe out of the shack, and then um, Yun Wu Ping pulls the camera back, and you see that he has this like string connected to his big toe, <laughs> <laughs> and so Hot E yeah. is just like reeling him in like a fish. It's and he has this crazy look on his face as he's reeling him in too. It's <laughs> yeah, just like delight. <laughs> 
also similar to Snake in the Eagle Shadow, you know, in Snake in the Eagle Shadow, there's more of this kind of father son relationship between the two, and that isn't represented as much in this. Yeah, film, they're but more they adversarial, kind of, at least through most of the movie, almost. Yeah, yeah, but you, I was kind of reminded of when, uh, you know, they're sharing a, a like a room together in the other film, and they kind of like. There's like a warm moment where he gives him his blanket or something like that. Um, yeah. But I like to see that juxtaposed with their relationship in this movie. It's yeah. it's really good. And so then the uh, again speaking to just the the tightness and the pacing of the movie, I love this upcoming cut where we have kind of a Looney Tunes thing where so he closes the doors on Freddy with this lever and it like closes <laughs> right around his neck. And we immediately cut to the next day. And this is another famous scene. Wong Fei Hung is having to fill these uh, water buckets and transfer the water from this giant, uh, this giant jug to that giant jug. Mm-hmm. And this leads to a <laughs> pretty straight up elder abuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What I saw is like, Whoa, wait a minute. What are you doing Jackie? <laughs> He's like gonna kill yeah, him. He, yeah, yeah so Jackie. He, he tricks Fegerso into getting into one of the water buckets with him to try to like save him, and then he just immediately slams like a lid on it and puts a rock on top of it and starts <laughs> running away. <laughs> um, I was able to find the cue in this scene too. That's oh yeah, um, oh this yeah. Is great it, music. It's a song yeah. called uh, "Flanders Field Reprise." It's by Rod McQuinn, and it's from this um, British drama oh, yeah. called The Prime of Miss Jean Brody. Wow. Yeah. And it stars Dude, uh, and it stars Maggie Smith, uh, yeah, McGonagall yeah. from uh, oh, Harry wow, Potter. Oh, wow, no kidding. And a billion other things. I should probably know more things than just Harry mm-hmm. Potter. I think she's in <laughs> Downton Abbey, too. Oh, yeah. She's the Dowager um, Countess in Downton Abbey. So I've heard I, from... This, well, it, it's funny. I I think I wanted to watch it with with my wife, but I think we watched like one episode together, and then she just destroyed the rest of the series without me. So, oh, gotcha! Wow, no thanks. Anyway, that seemed anyways. like super boring to me. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, that's it's, fair. it's that's yeah. Fair. It, I can I can understand that. It is a, it's a great show though. Really beautifully written and acted. Um, so so Wong Fei Hung runs away, and uh, he ends up. The place where he's finding solace, um, ding, ding, ding. Oh, the audience news. recognizes this from the very beginning of the movie. This is mm-hmm. the secret hideout uh, um, of Huang Zhengli's character. But mm-hmm. um, we're, we're kind of cutting to Jackie. He's trying uh, to dry his uh, wet clothes over this fire. So he's in pretty much wearing nothing here as uh, mm-hmm. Huang Zhengli comes back to his lair, kind of wondering who what this it- guy is. What an interesting thing, right? To have like Jackie playing this character where like a hero, you you wouldn't picture a hero in a scene like this. Like the whole time he's in his boxers and he's getting his ass kicked the whole time. I just, I think that's a really interesting take on. Well, the movie's able to, to walk this really fine line where um, it's, Jackie's clearly the protagonist, but this protagonist is, you know, doing some bad and reckless or naughty things. And somehow I think the movie keeps the perspective that it's like, it's sort of, it, it does judge Wong Fei Hung. It's like, hmm. we don't really agree with how he's acting. And I'm not exactly sure how they're pulling that off or, the, or if that's just subjective and I'm interpreting it that way. But um, 
yeah, I think even the staging of this scene, he's an underdog, but we're also kind of interpreting Wong Fei Hung's situation as foolish, or it's like he kind of he's kind of getting what's coming to him almost in this. And moment. and it's also again similar to the scene in Snake in the Eagle's Shadow where he encounters uh Huang John Lee's character in that film, where it's like this kind of playful fight. Yeah. And then it turns into a more serious encounter. You kind of have that here as well. Right. But this is just a great sequence. And there's, of course, another dimension to Jackie being like unclothed, which is that he can't wear any padding uh, for oh, all yeah. these hits and falls. And yeah, for anyone that knew anything about how these movies were made. Yeah, that definitely didn't go un- unnoticed. Also, as far as our dub goes, this <sighs> is like a peak moment of the movie. I mean, oh, there are just some incredible is. lines here. My favorite one is after he... Actually, I have two, I have two favorites in this one. Uh, after he gets beaten up, then <laughs> then uh, Huang jong character says, So then crawl through my legs. Then go clean up toilets or something. Yeah, go yeah, clean yeah. toilets or something. And the crawling through the legs that gets a little lost in translation, but that has kind of extra sting for for Chinese males in particular. It's it's seen as incredibly humiliating. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah. some he- of that comes across, I think, but uh, there's like an extra degree of insult to that. Um, yeah, Even before that, some... I mean, some of the sequences in this fight are just so good. I think my yeah. favorite bit of the fight, it, there's a moment where they're using a chair. There's a yeah, wooden chair Yeah, and then Huang Jun Lee gets on the chair and kicks backwards. Oh, man. And he's flipping. Yeah, he's flipping Jackie over it. And, I mean, I, obviously, it's Huang Jun Lee. So every time he uses any of his feet in a fight, it just looks amazing and effortless. But, yeah, yeah just... Uh, it's a really good fight. It's 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 really cool. So then Jackie uh, gets away, although not before my my other favorite line from this, where where the uh, Thunderfoot says, "Undies your trousers here," and he just drops them in the fire. Oh, <laughs> Owned, <man>. like <laughs> oh, that's mean. Yeah. Like, what yeah. you did before there, was mean, but that's mean. Right. There is a really good uh, explanation for you know uh, him. He's like describing his position in this fight because he's like this well-known bounty hunter and Wong Fei Hung to him is like basically nothing. So there's a couple lines where he says, um, killing you with one kick would mean I'm harassing a junior. Killing you with two kicks would ruin my reputation. So that's when he tells him to crawl between his legs. That's such a cool (laughs) like delivery. Yeah, man. So good. And then, um, they kind of make an. There's an interesting choice with what happens next in the movie. We we have Jackie running away, totally beaten from this, and we really we really push it harder than you would expect. We have a flashback to what happened like just 20 seconds ago. But I think it's in a couple of movies, and it oh, makes yeah. me laugh every time. But I do think it's really effective here. Um, we've got a character that we're meant to see as is really needing like a like a change of direction in his life and you could call it overkill i I mean i guess maybe it is overkill but uh first of all it's like just (laughs) fun and funny but i think it it, yeah it just helps kind of emotionally sell the transition to the next part of the movie 
Also, I love that the dub is like new performances of those dialogue rather than um, replay, like playing back the <laughs> nice. recordings from the old scene. So there's a That's couple, a couple little like differences. But yeah, <laughs> I never, I, oh, I'm gonna so have good. to listen to that again. That's so fun. Nerd so now art, it's sorry. <laughs> so now he gets, he gets back there, and now it's it's back to back to training. And oh, this some, is the brutal stuff. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is the really good stuff. Yeah, it's when he starts training with like the the sticks that are like like the rope stick thing where he like he slides it up and he like can control what Jackie's hands are doing. Dude, man, yeah, yeah this is whole... this is like a legendary training sequence. Oh, we also didn't sure. mention there's a really sweet scene actually when Wong Fei Hong comes back, and So Ha Yi has found a way out of that jug, thankfully, and he's. <laughs> understandably extremely upset with him and just the way both Jackie and Simon played this scene is I think really yeah really beautiful um I mean so much is said about these guys as um as fighters and as physical performers but we've talked about this throughout the whole podcast these are also just like some incredible actors and um when you have a scene like this that's pretty much divorced from any action I think it yeah it just really comes across all right, so, you know, this is kind of like a new season of Heroes 3, right, guys? Yeah. We're back from our break. This is our next year. And um, I thought we'd add a couple of, I guess, extra features to the show. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, we want to do this thing where we kind of take a little intermission while we're talking about the movie to talk about an aspect of the movie or maybe a character. And I wanted to focus here on Beggar So. You know, we've uh, we've talked so much about Wong Fei Hong that uh, I thought it'd be good to study up on Beggar So because uh, we're only going to really get to see him in these handful of movies we're covering. So yeah. um, similar to Wong Fei-Hung, Beggar So is supposedly a true historical figure. Um, we've heard of the Ten Tigers of Canton. We haven't encountered them too much in uh, the episodes that we've talked about, but they're uh, a group of martial artists that lived during the Qing Dynasty area. Wang he- Wang Fei Hong's father, Wang Qiying, Robert Wang, <laughs> we've got here, uh, was one of the Ten Tigers, and he was known for his Hungar fist. So, along with Wang Qiying, there was a man named So Chan, and he also practiced Hungar, but he was most famous for his use of the drunken eight immortals fist, and that's what we see in this film. The uh, drunken master himself. So uh, this uh style it's a drunken style so what what they really do is they kind of imitate the movement of a drunken person to kind of deceive the the opponent uh you like hide your lethal strikes in like kind of clumsy footwork right and uh so chan would become known as so hat yi beggar so he was a wanderer and made his living as a street performer in guangdong and um, as one of the Ten Tigers, he also became known for a technique called Golden Bowl and Iron Chopsticks. This is a style that was meant to make use of daily use items. So you don't see that as much in this film, but definitely in Snake and the Eagle's Shadow, you uh, see right at the beginning, Beggar So, or you know that type of character, using his chopsticks and using a bowl to fight all these guys coming at him. So I thought that was a really cool thing that I never knew about. Dude, that's and, awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like, we see him played, and he became iconic because of Yun Su Ten, Simon Yun. So he had a long career in Hong Kong cinema, and uh, the early, earliest roles that I saw listed were in the late 40s, but it wasn't really until 
1978, here we are, uh, when he made his mark on the world's, I, like, pop culture itself, right? Yeah, totally. And, um, with Yung Wu Ping, he solidified the legend of Beggar So, and that portrayal has influenced lots of pop culture. Old Dirty Bastard named himself after Simon Yoon's film Old Dirty and the Bastard. Mm-hmm. I think that wasn't released until much later after his death. But um, uh, some of my personal favorite influences are fighting game characters, right? So Shundi in Virtua Fighter is Drunken Master style character. And in King of Fighters, there's a character named Chin Gensai yeah. that I... I'm pretty sure I mentioned before, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like one of my favorite. And yeah, he's, I, he's one of the only characters in King of Fighters that I actually know how to control a little bit. So, oh, oh awesome. that's great! I think he's a, actually a really technical character. So mm-hmm. that that makes me really happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, I think even in uh, Forbidden Kingdom, Jackie Chan he kind of yeah, portrays it's sort of a riff uh, on so hot. It's, it yeah, yeah, it's he he portrays Lu Yan actually, and it's actually one of oh. the eight drunken. Da- oh, I forgot that. gods okay. that yeah that you see represented in this film so yeah that's um, interesting i've also encountered in seeing um uh beggar so biographies where there's mention of the drunken boxing and the drunken immortals but everything that i've always read is that the drunken immortals were invented for this film so there's so it be I interesting looked into to get that. to the the heart of it right so i did look into that a bit too so um the drunken fist style kind of has like uh two kind of schools and one of them is the Taoist uh eight immortal drunken fists and those list all these drunken uh gods that we see in the film so i think that the representation of the styles like the actual like the forms that they use in the film are more an invention of like yun wu ping and jackie and but actual representation of the eight drunken gods historically does have some value so I, I thought that was really, really cool. Dude, and awesome. I wanted to yeah share that a little bit with you. So I think we're really blessed to get these handful of films. It's it's actually kind of sad when you think about that we lost him so quickly after this. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm glad that we're here celebrating. And I hope that you guys maybe learned something from that. I could also imagine doing some kind of beggar so arc in the future. Because actually, Yun Ping himself and others have been interested enough in the character to depict him at different points in his life. So uh, there's a really good movie in the nineties called uh, heroes among heroes where Donnie Yen is playing like a younger version of so hot. Oh, and then nice. actually Yun will Ping's return to directing after a really long break. It was in um, maybe like 2010 or something, a movie called true legend. And um, there's also mm. a, a portrayal of, so hot ye by uh, Vincent Zhao there. Um, yeah, cool. So yeah, cool, kind of cool, cool to see the legend of of Beggar So um, living on into the yeah into the next generation. So yeah, the uh, we can kind of speed through the training sequence. Um, some highlights I would say is. The actual, the location, there's this beautiful mountain range in the background. Um, and just, yeah, the whole thing is so idyllic. Wow. I can understand <laughs> why they why they reuse this place a lot. Yeah, it a, yeah, like, it exactly. It just looks like a kung fu place, you know? Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of unbelievable out of a storybook or something. But maybe one of the most memorable sequences of Wong Fei Hung's training is when he's hanging upside down and he's having to transfer uh, water via teacups 
um, from one bucket to another. And, um, yikes. Yeah. This is, this is a great sequence. Uh, what's, I think so special about the Kung Fu training sequences of this period is there aren't really that many cheats. Um, I mean, we're led to believe that um, this is happening for hours and hours, but still you're seeing on screen um, incredible (laughs) feats of strength um, from these performers and uh, Jackie here hanging upside down, transferring. This is crazy. And um, in case we were worried that Freddie Wong has dramatically um, kind of changed his character, uh, fear not, because he's still trying to kind of get out of it. Um, <laughs> but so high is on top of him, or Sam the Seed, as he's known. And um, yeah, you kind of can't pull a fast one past him. So uh, just when Wong Fei Hung thought it was all over, it's like, nope, now you got to transfer him back with these with cups. even smaller <laughs> They're cups. like super uh, tiny. That's <laughs> great. And the next sequence is uh, pretty cool, too. So he's got, um, they're like walnuts. Mm-hmm. And he want uh beggar so wants to he's like here break these for me so uh wong fei hung grabs his uh sandal to break it and he's like oh no not like this and he uses his thumb and his forefinger to break them in his hand and this is the next form of his training yeah and um there is like a, like, like things like mr miyaki and the karate kid i think might yeah, also pull yeah. some influence from this in that uh it's maybe kind of opaque what the like why the master is having them do this training. And then ultimately at the end, it's all going to pay off. We're actually learning these fundamentals of a style. We just don't know it yet. I definitely, yeah, totally agree with that because like that's a small plot point here in the film where, you know, Wong Fei Hung ends up becoming really kind of frustrated with the training and uh beggar so says hey man, like you need to learn your fundamentals first and all these things that you've been learning have been leading you up to what he then shows him. So um, I could, yeah, I can totally see Karate Kid taking from that. But um, before we do get to that, I did want to go over this next, like, kind of fun sequence outside of the training. Oh, so this is uh, so good. <laughs> Beggar So and Wong Fei Hung make their way to the village and they need to make some scratch. So how do you make scratch? Hey, let's do some gambling. <laughs> so it, it's the classic... Um, you know, item in a in a cup, and you have to track it all. But yeah, like a shell um, game or something. A shell game, thank you. And uh, beggar so is an expert, right? So he's taking the house for everything they got, and this turns into a problem for the the I guess the boss of the gamblers. And, um, and who's played actually, by uh, San Kwai, who's a yeah, just a great face in kung fu of this period. Yeah, and we've seen him a handful of times. I I I still think of. It, it it's either is it in dreadnought where he's seeing um uh wong fei hung and he's he says that he's he's got a broken arm or something it's either in dreadnought or in magnificent butcher i feel like no it's that's in, in that's in yeah, dreadnought it, yeah it's in dreadnought yeah that's a really great scene and i love him and that and uh he tries to pull one over on beggar so here and still nope he can't do it so um beggar so picks the right cup and uh, when he lifts the cup up, he's trying to be slick about it and has the coin in his finger. Mm-hmm. But Beggar So knows better and he catches him. So uh, all hell breaks loose after that. Yeah. <laughs> and this is another great location, these city streets where this fight is taking place. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, everything about this sequence is awesome. And 
we've gone through quite a lot of movie at this point, but this is uh, really the first sequence where we get to see uh, Jackie and Simon teaming up in a fight, mm. uh, which works so beautifully in Snake and the Eagle Shadow, and it's just terrific in this scene mm. here. Yeah, we find. I out. love that song. Yeah. Oh, go, yeah. go ahead. We, we find out that the the boss's name is the Iron Headed Rat, which again, that's not, that's another <laughs> yeah. fighting game character. He has yeah, and like you said, it's like so distinct from the other character. And the way that he's he's like, hey, they call me the Iron Headed Rat, and he just smashes a brick against his head. Yeah, in case you didn't believe me, huh? Yeah, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that it seems like he really has based his entire yeah. martial arts style on just using his head mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so That's cool because it ends man. up being like a this kind of hook into how this fight is going to work um mm-hmm. where this character is going to lead with his head um yeah most of the time it's just it's awesome mm-hmm. uh yeah really Wong Fei Hung's attacks are pretty meaningless to him otherwise so uh he's got to use a tool and he finds a hammer <laughs> so he gets knocked in the head quite a bit with this hammer and the have him he has the, these huge ridiculous bumps on his head every time he gets hit <laughs> and yeah. there's this great like hollow bell like sound effects They're, every oh, time he gets so hit so good mm-hmm. and also i love uh, at the very end of this fight whenever jackie finally takes him out then he's trying to do this cool like nunchuck thing like like bruce lee style with the hammer and he ends up just smacking himself with and just kind of walks away i love that yeah that's really great there's so much amazing physical comedy in this i love it and that you know in his own way that could be his answer to uh, you know how bruce lee would make everything look so cool Mm -hmm. he's like i don't want that i want to have it be funny and i want to be this underdog Mm -hmm. so it's it's perfect actually yeah totally and yeah just that the nunchuck like moment it's it that's gonna read to almost everybody in the audience like who we're kind of referencing and yeah i love what you're saying carlos it's like <laughs> oh is he like that guy no he's not like and here's, yeah there here's was why. there's this interview that i've always been trying to find and i swear i i saw it like in the late 90s on mtv they're talking to jackie chan and he's and he's reiterated this in different ways over the years but it was really him saying like when I wanted to make my movies, you know, everybody wanted Bruce Lee, but when Bruce Lee would punch, I would kick. Or when Bruce Lee would um, make a cool pose, I would get hurt. You know, he was basically explaining that ethos that he's really portrayed excellently over and the that years. That really speaks to Jackie's character, like in his whole career. I mean, actually, even after the success of Drunken Master, which was the biggest success in his life at that point, um, he saw all the imitators and all the also rams that came after this film drunk in this drunk in that and jackie apparently said well if everybody's drunk i'm i have to be sober um, <laughs> um which is i think yeah it's kind of the same sort of ethos there it's like no i'm gonna make my own path here in this industry and i mean and that kind of attitude uh lifted hong kong cinema ultimately to a, a whole new uh whole new plane i think so the next, the next bit, we see that Beggar So is starting to get the shakes a little bit from from not having any wine. Um, so Jackie goes into town to get some, and he kind of has a uh, these two guys show up to the to the shack, and isn't one of them just called like Stick or something like that? The Stick He's King. He's the King of yeah. Sticks. The King of Sticks. That's it. <laughs> stick King. Well, I'm the King of Sticks. Heard of me? Yeah. <laughs> And he's actually played by Shu Sha. Yeah, Shu Sha, who's the assistant, uh, or 
he's basically the co-action director with Yun Wu-Ping on this film yeah, really and cool. Snake in the Eagle Shadow. We remember him from Snake in the Eagle Shadow. He had the the pale face in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And yeah, Xu Shao, I think really kind of uh, underrated, unfortunately, but really strong peaking opera background as as is evident in the movie. And yeah, he and Yun uh, Wu-Ping and Jackie really work well together and Arguably the highlight of this movie, I think, could uh, comes up a little later. Jackie and Shusha's one-on-one fight is just mm-hmm. uh, out of this world. That's but yeah, one. this is um, we are, we're starting to. What I like story-wise is um, you know that <laughs> that flashback scene, the twenty-second flashback, uh, seemed <laughs> to signal this change of uh, heart potentially for Wong Fei Hung. Um, but I, for me, I like how sort of believable this is. He he's not transforming his character overnight. He's starting to reevaluate some of his life decisions, maybe. But we still see the rascal, and here he is sent out into town to get the wine, and he's yeah he's trying to cut corners. He's watering down the wine so he can use some of the money for himself. And uh, I really like that we we're really seeing the consequences of that. And we've come to, I think, love and care for uh beggar. So's character. So to see him, yeah, to see him so vulnerable in this sequence um, with the shakes and um, being attacked by these two dudes is, yeah, I think really powerful. Yeah. Really, really cool. And you do see uh, Brandy doing a lot of the flipping around and the choreography, like fighting against like a stick wielding opponent. So uh, that makes sense. But yeah, you do get a lot of emotion uh, anytime uh, Simon's on camera. So you see that desperation of him not having his full strength, which is an interesting thing to think about. Hey, I need to be more drunk to yeah. actually unlock <laughs> right. the potential of yeah, my martial I was, arts. I was kind of thinking the, the wine's kind of like uh, Popeye and spinach. Like, Dude, totally like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that. That's great. Well, didn't, don't they even have that in, in Magnificent Butcher, right? They do the Oh, that sure, they do Popeye the... Oh, yeah, you're right. His, you're right um, <laughs> and yeah. and just uh beggar so's immediate reaction when he takes a sip of the alcohol he spits He's it out it's water. The real water, you idiot <laughs> so yeah. good yeah. And, and have we talked about the of... voice the the english voice for beggar so I, I think maybe we did in the beginning but it's uh, yeah it's just a super bold choice <laughs> yeah uh, mm-hmm. i would say yeah <laughs> it's funny yeah like how that you said it though or it's like these are the not the voices you'd expect, but maybe that's what makes it so special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's it's really interesting. Yeah, like they but, were ha- really having fun with it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. So the Jackie, whenever Jackie shows up, and the, he's they know they can't take on these guys. So right. I love they run into the to the hut and the. I wasn't expecting like I was expecting it to be a one off joke, but the closing door thing actually pays off here. Because <laughs> he uh, he tricks the King of Sticks to running in, and he pulls the the lever, and the door like slams in on him. Uh, so they have enough time to yeah, escape. It's great. And yeah, they do this awesome like swan dive out of the window. Oh, it's so good. I yeah, I love a good really cool. person diving out of a window. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, and so our next scene, we kind of cut back to you know Jackie and Simon returning to the hut at night, and finally, this is when it it all comes out where um, Sohai really explains 
uh, what his life's work is, what he's been teaching him, and uh, and it's it's this martial art of drunken boxing, um, and it involves the eight drunken gods, is how they translate it in the dub, but maybe mm. eight drunken immortals or something like that might be a better way of thinking about it. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, this is a really special scene where uh, we see Yun Siu Ten kind of starting to demonstrate what, what drunken boxing is. And um, there's this awesome motto that I think could apply to so much in martial arts. And it's um, that's how you win by appearing to lose, Uh, (laughs) which is, yeah, essentially that's kind of the strength of drunken boxing. And you were saying this in the intermission, Carlos, but you're kind of, lowering anyone's expectations of what you're capable what you're capable of yeah it's it's ingenious you know and it's i mean you could argue it's not maybe the most efficient martial art to use in real life but just its existence as a martial arts discipline that um you, you know you're thinking outside of the box doing this style and it's actually it makes for a great martial arts on film because you're playing with the viewers expectations when you see you know somebody kind of stumbling falling away but then all of a sudden a front kick like darts out it makes for really interesting choreography this night is just like the introduction to the to the drunken styles and you see jackie just keeps pouring wine glass after glass after wine and uh, ends up passing out, and I love I love the shot of of Simon Yu and just kind of laughing at him. It's so so genuine. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and that's when we get the the proper, I guess, yeah, like training montage, montage yeah. with the classic Wang Fei Hung on the general's orders playing in yeah. the background. As they're introducing us to each of the different, uh, there's also a really special uh, moment to the nighttime scene that I could see it it being maybe surprising uh, to Western viewers, but they trade off in this poetry and it's like these rhymed Mm. couplets. And I actually think the English dub does a really good job here as well. Me too. We must drink with our breath. We must drink deep. Power and wealth and no avail. That our drinking them prevails. But yeah, this is kind of where the, I've heard it described, it's like this is sort of where the art emerges in the martial art. And I think it's this, just the fact that there is this literary bent to these areas of the movie and that it's suggesting like to understand this fighting style, you also need to understand something deeper, something from like the intellect and, um, from the heart, and uh, I, yeah, I just love that element in Yun Wuping's films in general, and um, it's maybe n- never as quite as poignant as it is here in Drunken Master. So um, yeah, this next sequence uh, we're talking about showcases each of the drunken gods here. So they have a really cool, like a, almost a little sketchbook, or you yeah. know, like a little book that they show, like an image of each of the gods. I think that's really cool, and. Yeah. Um, it breaks up this training montage into like chapters. So the first one is Lu Dongbin, the drunkard with inner strength. And then uh, following him, there's Tie Gua Li, the drunken cripple with the powerful right leg. So you'll see a lot of like standing on one leg techniques here. And um, 
Jackie's prowess of, I mean, balance and uh, agility really is showcased in this sequence. I, I think if this was a Shaw Brothers film, this would be the beginning of the movie. Yeah. You know, oh, you know dude, what I mean? That's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. This would totally be like a, you know, stark, like flat colored black background mm-hmm. showcasing each of these guys. Yeah, while the, while um, the credits are rolling. Yeah, for sure. So the next god you see is Hong Zhongli. He's the drunken holding the pot in his arms. And this is kind of, if not for the normal drunken stance, this is one of the other most iconic drunken stances where you're holding your arms out like you're holding a huge pot. I think that yeah. looks really cool. <laughs> There's the um, the next god, Lan Kaihe, the drunkard with the sudden deadly waste attack. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really that's I'm really sure it good. sounds more but elegant you- in... Uh- in uh, Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> Zhang Guo Lao, the drunkard with the swift double kicks. And I like that the drawing has him on like a donkey. So <laughs> you yeah. can yeah, see like, like a, a double kick. back yeah. kick. <laughs> There's, yeah, by uh, double Kao... kick, they mean kind of, yeah, it's like on the same leg. It's kind of, almost like a dance, like um, repetitive yeah. kick. Yeah, it's really cool. Then Kao Guo Ju, the drunkard with the powerful throat lock so that's a another thing that you'll see and that actually comes into play in the finale of the film um hong jang zi the drunken flute player with the powerful wrists so that's like kind of what you see when like against king of sticks where he'll grab the the staff he's kind of utilizing those moves from that style and then uh, finally he jong the drunken woman flaunting her body. <laughs> so so now we have like a moment of comedy here where Wong Fei Hung is like, uh, I don't wanna do that. That's like a woman style. And um Beggar So kind of is scolding him, but what I've actually heard is that they actually didn't know what to do with that. So they kind of played with that in this sequence where they just kind of played that joke, but they actually didn't know what they were gonna do to represent the style and actually that's a factor in the finale of the film as well. So I think that's pretty fun. The next scene is maybe one of the only scenes in the film that doesn't directly involve Wong Fei Hung, but it's kind of a meanwhile back home. (laughs) Um, and we get to check back in with uh, Wong Ki-ying or uh, Robert <laughs> Robert Wong. Robert. And he's accosted by the same, uh, that same dude that Fung King Man played. And it turns out that uh, this guy, he's trying to, um, he's trying to kind of acquire all this land on the cheap. And Wong Ki-ying is, is standing up to him. He's realizing he's going to change the area and cheat people in the village out of money and it's it's nice here we see that one king is kind of standing up for the little guy and for justice in his community mm-hmm. but that's also gonna come back to bite him later on in the film yeah because right the very next scene we see uh wong jong lee walk up to his little dead drop chest thing and see that there's now a contract to kill uh robert wong and yeah that's that is basically it is everything just to set us up for our our uh, final our final showdown. Yeah, we got a little totally. bit to go for then though. Yeah, and our uh, scene just following this, I think I alluded to it a second ago, but this is probably the highlight of the movie for me. Um, this is where we're gonna have uh, Shusha and Jackie fighting fighting each other, and it's kind of interesting the setting um, that's going on here. 
uh, might not be totally clear, but Xu Sha's character is having this celebration for his uh, late master, his late Kung Fu master. Um, oh, and, I thought it was like a birthday party or something. It <laughs> is, but it's for um, for like a deceased uh, master. So oh, I guess okay. that's I gotcha. that'd be kind of a tradition is like you would continue to celebrate their birthday. Oh, still, still rather insulting, I would say, for Wong Fei Hong to show up yeah, at totally. the setup for a party and just beat everyone up. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and he's being pretty braggadocious here now. Oh, you know, dude, he's, to- totally. He's, and he's drinking he's not all their wine. The, yeah, he's not being the humble, practiced martial arts master. Now that he's got these new tools, he's like, "Oh, I can go back and beat these guys up now." So I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Luckily, the audience were kind of on his side here because we saw the King of Sticks, you know, attacking uh, mm. So Hai when he was down, and so we're maybe a little bit ready for some comeuppance. But yeah, he's he's still uh, Wong Fu Hung's definitely still a rascal. Um, but yeah, this location's amazing. There's some awesome dub lines, and it's really just uh, this. Uh, opportunity to see these amazing you know peking opera style performers just moving like yeah so fast so confidently it's almost like they're reading each other's minds the timing is amazing yeah and, i think and that we get to see difference... ultimately some of the the drunken technique really in a fight for the first time ever yeah yeah even even in my notes i wrote that the difference is like immediately apparent when you see the choreography in this film. You know, Wong Fei Hung now is like toying with King of Sticks, but beat for beat, like their rhythm is perfectly timed and it doesn't slow down at all. It's it's really, really interesting and really fluid and really quick. You do still see, I I, I think I see Yun Shen Yi in a couple of these sequences. Yeah. There's like an especially slick sequence of them where uh, Jackie's doing some kind of fancy footwork and he ends up with his head stand on a like table. I love that like short sequence of oh, the dude, fight. Yeah, it's beautiful. Really good. <laughs> the way that he finishes off the fight is pretty rough. Uh, he uh, <laughs> he kind of has King of Sticks on the ropes, and whenever uh, he's like coming in for the for the final attack, he's has this crazy almost like monkey kind of thing where he's like leaning. Like he's like he's doing like a back bend while he's fighting him off, and he grabs. I'm guessing grabbing him by the nipple, and it cuts to Jackie earlier crushing the the walnut in his hand, yeah. and then back to it. And there's blood running down his shirt. Ooh, <laughs> we can't we can't forget about the fart though. Oh, dude, yeah, in the dub, it's a fart for the stick king. Um, <laughs> and then, Sorry. and yeah, it's also just uh, it's just so clever how. The choreography leads into the the fart stuff, um, and then and then of course it's kind of an unforgettable moment when yeah he knocks the king of sticks into this. That's called hungry dog eat shit. <laughs> it's perfect. That's the name of the kung fu move there. Yeah, there's a a short moment in the sequence where. In the background, I just noticed there's like a cow walking around, which is kind of <laughs> oh, that's awesome. weird for me. <laughs> yeah, I think in some moments you can see it's like a soccer field that's right next to this location. <laughs> a soccer field? Yeah, yeah. Wait a second. What? <laughs> I love that. That's oh. great. Oops. <laughs> in, in the background, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Soccer field. Soccer probably existed <laughs> back then, right? I actually can't tell you, so I'm not going to deny it. Right. <laughs> well, Kung Fu Shoes did with the elastic yeah. and the yeah. rubber soles. So, yeah. yeah, nice. So 
after the fight, Wong Fei Hung goes back to the to the hut, and he's with with these two giant uh, jugs of uh, of wine. Wong and um, Beggar So has left a note there that says basically that it's been a year and that he's like he has to go and kind of forge his own path in life, and that if you ever need him, then he'll come, which is which is kind of sweet and it's kind of like a you know it's a nice way to let you know how much time's passed. And he's left him, he's left Wang Fei Hung that like gourd wine bottle thing that he's mm. uh, been using against him this whole time. Yeah, totally. And it's, um, yeah, this always kind of catches catches me by surprise uh, watching the movie. I think, yeah, really effective way to, yeah, I think kind of push us towards the ending. We so enjoyed the our two leads and the way they, they interact with each other. And yeah, pulling that away, I think it's, it's really effective really effective here so then we're actually gonna be heading towards the finale of the mm. film now um uh wong ki ying he's at home and somebody comes and says like hey you, you oh, gotta come dude, out to this, this dude he's like the real villain <laughs> of the whole movie <laughs> so cold what a scumbag hey there's this big open field i need you this to come over to this open field no open. one will see you and he seemed like his friend he's like oh i gotta stop real quick and tie my shoe and then he ducks out <laughs> he and just runs away see. This is like a Martin Scorsese, like, Goodfellas kind of moment or something. Now this, it's funny, oh. this looks really similar to uh, a place near where I grew up because I grew up near oh, a, lot wow, of, like, cool. a lot of, like, construction and stuff that was in a lot of woods. Dude, what if this wasn't shot so. in Hong Kong at all? <laughs> shot in Pooler, Georgia? I don't think so, but yeah. we didn't have any nice. nice mountains in the distance, that's for sure. But but just the whole like there's lots of sand and, and dirt around all these beautiful really young trees. I don't know it's kind of neat. Kind of reminded me of uh, being a kid. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Didn't and, didn't learn um, any kung fu though, fortunately. Oh man. Well, I'm glad you didn't have Huang Zhengli jumping out at you, um, which is what happens here. Mm. And great little interaction um, before these two fight. Uh, I think he. Uh, Huang Zhengli describes him or introduces himself. I'm Thunderfoot and I kill for the money. And then I wrote this down. Uh, quote unquote, Robert Wong says, Ah, so you're that cold blooded assassin, the one that the whole of the underworld is frightened of. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. That, uh, I love the the character of like our arch villain here that he's this hitman basically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so cool how it pays off. You're almost not even questioning it, I would say, when the movie starts off. It's like, well, why are we focusing on this hitman? And he only pops in in a, a couple of uh, key moments, but it all leads to this final hit here that he's assigned to kill Wong Fei Hung's father. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we see that it's a pretty ferocious match. A lot of uh, it's mostly Yun Chun Yi doubling. Um, as yeah. Robert Wong in this fight. Uh, and this, I, this is I, a great I example still... of how to make doubling work. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Yun Wuping is always yeah, having yeah. the camera facing Huang Zhengli, and Yun Chunyi is always covering his face as much as he possibly can. Um, I do enjoy that right at the beginning of this fight, you do have Lam Kao doing like a sequence with Huang Zhengli. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it kind of establishes totally. that, hey, you know, Maybe I'm older, but I can still do a little bit of this. And then we get to the doubling. And actually, I was going through Lam Kao's uh, filmography, and he actually in the 50s was he co-starring was in, yeah, with Kwan Ta-King in some of the old Wong Fei Hong films. Yeah, some of the old black and whites. 
Yeah, that's really cool. One of my favorite dove lines here is Hands open door, legs break them down. Yeah, Ooh, that's so good. God, so good. good. And yeah, this is a nice little sequence, but it's clear that Thunderfoot. Uh, he's got the upper foot. He's, he's, he's got the upper foot. And yeah, our Robert Wong, he's a little bit advanced in age, which we can tell. Um, luckily, just before it gets too severe, uh, Freddie Wong runs back in on this, the scene. It's funny now when it, do you guys know Freddie Wong from Rocket Yeah, Jump? I was to say like the, the Yeah, YouTuber. I was wondering Every about time now guy. I'm always thinking of uh, Freddie Wong, who I I love. He's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Wong Fei Hung runs back. What's awesome is that his dad has like not like dropped his animus for his son at all. Uh, I think in the dub he says like, idiot, you're back. Like, why are you back? Why are you trying to help me? But then um, Thunderfoot has maybe the best line of the movie in the dub. Well, if it isn't Shitface, who's come here to bury his father. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, ruthless man <laughs> he kills on open mic night oh yeah and then i can't remember, so is it here uh wong fei hung that says i'm gonna kick your ass off um, that's another good line that's, a good one. that's really good too. and jackie just straight up gives him the finger which is which is kind of funny yeah i mean it's not like i guess it's not like the shaw brothers movies didn't have you know cussing and stuff like that but it does feel more that kind of like yeah, we're just going to do whatever we want kind of vibe to it. Yeah, would it be, totally. Would it be bad to have you make a gif of Jackie giving the finger? No. Would that be bad to spread into the no. internet? It's fine. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> um, I also like that uh, Beggar So just magically shows yeah, up. Yeah, he's like, ooh, <laughs> Wong Fei Hung's in trouble. I'm going to run in to save him. Save him with <laughs> with my Popeye spinach wine to, to yeah, give him dude. superpowers. Yeah, that's how this uh, encounter begins. It's really cool because he gives him that bottle of wine. And then the whole first maybe like a uh, minute and a half, two minutes of this fight are just uh, Jackie avoiding Huang Zhang Li and trying to get his drinks in in the middle of the fight. Yeah. And it's um, it's really interesting placing Snaking the Eagle Shadow and Drunken Master side by side. Uh, and I think I've probably mentioned this before. Snaking the Eagle Shadow is still my favorite of of the two films um i'd for, say so for plenty yeah, of reasons I think so. but uh if you recall the final fight of that film i don't not positive on the running time but boy do we exceed that here it's literally over 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. of uh mm-hmm. of yeah of movie time that we have um set for this final fight and that's not counting um Wong Kei Ying, that's just Wong Fei Hung versus yeah. Thunderfoot. We have to go through all the yeah. eight different uh, drunken gods. <laughs> that takes time. Yep. Yeah, man. We get to hear that music mm-hmm. again. Um, one thing I did want to mention is it's interesting when you see uh, all of these shots. You can see that some of them are like during the golden hour. <laughs> so the lighting kind of changes. <laughs> some of them are not. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the downside of uh, filming outside. <laughs> It's still really cool. But um, yeah. yeah, so we're getting to see all the eight uh, drunken gods in the middle of this fight. So you have these like footwork sequences. There's one sequence where uh, uh, Jackie's doing all these sweeps and Huang Zhang Li's doing like these spinning roundhouses over and over. And then he does the drunken with the one leg, the strong right leg. And uh, he, yeah, like, I just think 
there's like so much for me like i just want to pick this apart and just compare this to lei wulong in tekken because uh, <laughs> awesome. there are, are plenty of attacks in this yeah. fight that are straight up given to lei wulong and actually and i think it's in tekken tag 2 that uh you can have like special items so there's even uh a Lei Wulong that has like a wooden bench so you can do some of that choreography as well in the game <laughs> I just yeah I eat this all up man Lei Wulong's the best he's in Tekken 7 now which I love also um Leroy Smith who's like finally there's a Wing Chun practitioner in Tekken 7 uh this is a little sidetracking but he's um actually everybody dislikes him because he's way overpowered right now (laughs) so every time you see so many leroy smiths and tekken tournaments and everybody's hating him it's it's great i love it yeah (laughs) wing chun just too powerful (laughs) yeah (laughs) but okay so um thunderfoot here has his own special technique that he reveals in the midst of this fight and i love that it's just like this slappy hands swinging your hands around like slap fighting (laughs) extra technique they actually call it the devil's shadowless hand which i actually could see being in its own way a call back to wong fei hong shadowless kick yeah maybe you don't see that wong fei hong in this film but that could be something that fans of the history recognize and yeah that's the way that huang jungli portrays it is super fun it's just kind of like wiggling his hand sort of randomly and then Mm -hmm. um he's we're almost always having the camera like square on him and he's like looking dead into the lens and it's yeah yeah and similar to drunken boxing that can actually have the same effect in a match where you're distracted by this constant movement so it leaves you really open to a lethal attack in in between yeah totally also there's one um just incredible shot um this extreme close-up on jackie's eyes oh you can see reflected in his irises uh huang Mm -hmm. jungli um yeah moving his fists it's yeah amazing yeah so the um the kind of narrative arc of this fight you know you get um you get Wong Fei Hung kind of getting the upper hand, and then Huang Zhang Li uses his extra techniques here. So he's kind of on the ropes, and actually Wong Fei Hung is spending um, all of the eight drunken gods he's walking through. And then he finally gets to Miss Ho, the, the style that he actually was too embarrassed to practice. So he even has to call out to Beggar So. Yeah, he's he like, has to hey. fess up. I didn't study this one. He's like, I didn't learn this. He's like, what? <laughs> so then he actually tells him like, hey, you gotta have to kind of make up your own style using all of the eight drunken gods that you've learned. So he creates his own basic uh, Miss Ho style out of that and that's where he actually gets the upper hand and is able to win the fight. Yeah, it's awesome. And the way that he finally beats uh, Huang Zhang Li is by doing kind of the same move that Beggar So does to him uh, when he first meets him by hopping onto his his shoulders, only in a more a more a much more lethal way. He like breaks his Adam's apple or something. I don't, that that's kind of what they're insinuating with the. Yeah, it's intense. Whole, like, all all the, that, the, yeah, walnut cracking mm-hmm. really pays off. Yeah. Also, there's another cool moment kind of just before he finishes him where we see Thunderfoot with his own quote-unquote finishing move, that two-leg kick oh, that yeah, took the, out. Oh, yeah, the drop kick. Yeah, that took out Yun Shunyi's character in the very beginning of the movie. Um, but what we see here is that Wong Fei-hung has enough 
uh, internal strength from his training and from the eight drunken immortals that he's able to withstand it and it doesn't take him out. And he, he finishes him off with an elbow drop, which I kind of like. Yeah, man. Lei Wulong has that too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the that's the end of the movie. That's the thing I love about these classic kung fu movies where it's just, yeah, the main guy's beaten. That's it. That's the end. Yeah. Yay. Here we are mm. again. Wow, Not a dramatic guys. freeze frame, but still. Good uh, freeze frame. A, a, yeah, yeah, it feels really a, natural. A fun celebration. And it's kind of like, it it's kind of like, uh, Wong Fei Hung and his father kind of like coming back together after you know the the, the year long kind of rift between the two of them. So yeah, totally. And you sort of feel like uh, Freddie's made. <laughs> God, no, yeah, too much, <laughs> too much dub watching. Um, yeah, Wong Fei Hung's made this uh, real transformation in his life, and he's not going to be the same person. And I think the insinuation here is that like the Wong Fei Hung we know from Quanta King and from our history, it's like. That's he's on the path uh, to that person now. We also never really mentioned Chang Kam, who's the kind of heavier set uh, student. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we saw him in awesome. a bunch of films. And in Snake too, in the Eagle and... Shadow, he's like the spoiled rich kid yeah. who wants to train at the other school. Yeah. So yeah, we've talked about it a little bit, but I I do feel like I like Snake in the Eagle Shadow better. Just for me, it's like goofier and weirder in its storyline and i think that uh i don't know it also holds a more special place because of like the podcast and everything like right. that so and i think i, I think I, the i don't know there's also some there's just like a madcap humor to snake in the eagle yeah. shadow that i think all works which is kind of miraculous also the the character that we have like more of this downtrodden cinderella kind of character um, I think that there's a more rewarding arc is super, I think. super effective, but you can't deny how classic drunken master is. And I do think it's a movie that rewards, uh, rewatching and it's, I know I, I'm, I'm always getting something more out of it each time watching it. And there's just, there's so much, you know, Kung Fu martial arts history and then martial arts cinema history that, uh, oh, yeah. that really comes down to this movie. Yeah. No, this, this movie is very, very important whenever it comes to to kung fu cinema because I feel like of the movies that we've watched, you know, obviously some of the more modern ones and uh, some of the more like breakouts in the West with like Jack Chan, the '90s people will know about. But I feel like when it comes to '70s kung fu movies, a lot more people have seen Drunken Master than a lot of the other ones that we've we've talked about. So it definitely yeah, has a, yeah, a very big true. impact. I, it's a, again it's 1978 man so many great <laughs> films from that year there was a thing too that i remember from uh jackie chan's um his more recent uh biography the book he mm. mentioned an injury that he got during drunken master and they don't say really when but it was when he was fighting huang john lee at some point he actually fractured the brow ridge uh, uh like above Oof. his eye and um it was like bleeding pretty bad but he oh, didn't man. he's like super afraid of needles i didn't i don't know if you guys huh. know that so he actually when he went to the hospital they like kind of gave him a bandage but then it was bleeding more so then he had to go back and they're like we got to give you stitches and he's like no i'm, I'm not gonna get stitches <laughs> so they're like oh, well, we have to do this. And he's like, what else can you do? So he said the doctor was like, we can electrically cauterize uh, the capillaries. Uh, so, And he actually preferred that. And it was like 
a way more painful like procedure but just because he's so afraid of needles he decided to go through with it (laughs) who thinks wow (laughs) yeah 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 so all right man so here we are i know we did our intermission and i have also a little quiz to give you guys so we're gonna do a little quiz at the end of every episode So um, I've got five questions here, and we're going to have a little fun with it. It won't take too long. So um, are you guys ready for our uh, Drunken Master quiz? Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So here's uh, my first, uh, I guess, question. It's not so much a question, but you'll (laughs) see. So I'm going to name you four Wong Fei-Hung movie titles, and you have to pick the fake (laughs) Wong Fei-Hung movie title. Oh, that's awesome. So here we go. Wong Fei Hung's battle with the gorilla. Wong Fei Hung trapped in hell. Wong Fei Hung goes to a birthday party at Guashan. And Wong Fei Hung, the duel against the black rascal. Oh, oh dude. I'm going to say battle <laughs> from hell because I can believe the, yeah, that's however almost wild those other silly. ones are. That they, yeah, that they're real. I guess just okay. to, sp- to spread it out, I'll say Battles the Gorilla. Those are all real titles. Oh, oh dude, wow. that's great. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> wow, man. I love what goes to that? a birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, are all like picks from like the 50s. Yeah, oh, like dude, that's stuff. so oh. great. Yeah, all right. So here's the, <laughs> here's the next question. What skill besides Drunken Eight Immortals Fist was Beggar So reported to know? Oh, you even said this. Uh, oh, it was the bowl and oh yeah, the bowl the and golden stick sticks uh, and bowl or something like that. Golden bowl and iron chopsticks. Correct. Nice. Yay! All right. <laughs> if you were a car salesman, what would your martial arts style be? That's a good question. This is a pull from earlier in the film. Oh, dude. <sighs> This is a little harder because there, we did suffer some technical difficulties, so we would have discussed this the last time we were talking. Right, you're right, you're right. Mm. Mm. So I can, yeah, I can give you the I'm answer. Gonna, I'm going to forfeit on that one. Yeah, I, I, the, I, I'll crawl through your legs. I give up. <laughs> okay. It's the four-door fist. Ah, uh, four-door fist from opening up. Ah, uh, you're so funny, Carlos. Uh, are you the exponent oh, man. of the four-door yeah. fist? <laughs> yep. Okay. What special technique used in Drunken Master is a callback to one of Wang Fei-Hung's famous attacks? Oh, the shadow, the shadowless mm. punch or something like that. Because it's the Yeah, it's like devils. a no-shadow kick. Yeah. Yeah. Devil's shadowless hands. Shadowless yes, hands, yes. that's it. Yep. All right, you guys are doing great. So here's the last question. I'm going to name some techniques, and I want you to tell me the drunken style they re- represent. Ready? Let's do it. All right. Hide the keys. Swaying lane strike. Reverse alphabet step. Reverse oh, alphabet step. Hide the keys. Swaying lane strike. Reverse alphabet step. Oh, what? Like a like a sobriety test? Okay, what drunken style would that be? Um, oh, hang on, I gotta, I gotta see a list. I'm sure it's funny. It 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 might not even be real. I might have just made it up, but it, the, you're you're so close. The cop is it drunken, style. Is it, I don't know. Is it Marty? Dr- drunken driving style? It is. It is. <laughs> 
think you're so, Congratulations, think you're so guys. funny, Carlos. <laughs> you survived the questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. <laughs> All right. That's that's what you have to expect coming forward. Right. So like now <laughs> we're gonna have good. my stupid jokes all the time. All the time. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, if you enjoyed all of those stupid jokes, then you can leave us a review on whatever you're listening to this on. So iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, stuff like that. Uh, you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Heroes the Number Three Podcast, and all three of them. And thank you so much to the Kung Fu Cinema subreddit if you are checking us out from there. So, Carlos, we're going to continue our our look at these drunken movies with uh, what are we doing next week? What's our training? I I actually want to pass it over to Marty. Oh, Marty. He'll have more to yeah, say Yeah, what's about our training it? for next week, Marty? Cool. So our next <laughs> film was actually the original sequel to Drunken Master, although it did not uh, include Jackie Chan. It has most of our major players from this film, um, including Yun Wu Ping behind the camera, Yun Tzu Tin in front of the camera, um, and it's also a seasonal film. Um, and we have Huang Zhang Li as a villain. And stepping in to fill Jackie's shoes is none other than Yun Shun Yi. Uh, the film uh, is called Dance of the Drunk Mantis, and I would say it is a classic. Uh, so yeah, good. Can't wait to to talk about this film. And I actually haven't, <laughs> as many times as I've seen both of these movies, I haven't really watched them back to back in a double feature kind of way like this. So this is going to be a blast. Well, cool. Well, until next week where we're taking a look at Dance of the Drunk Mantis, I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Remember your training. Heroes 3 is part of the Mercado Brothers Podcast Network.